This is Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Dunholm hanging out with you as we do each and every week here on ESPN LA. And we do want to reach out and say we are still praying and concerned for those who have been affected by the wildfires in California. And, of course, the Woolsey Fire, more close to home here. And I do want to start the show uh, by talking to someone who was affected by it closely, of course. And he's a member of our family in the soccer world, the great Eric Winalda. Eric, thanks so much for taking the time uh, Eric, you had lost your home in this fire, but uh, praise God, nobody hurt from your family, right? How's your family doing right now? I uh, appreciate you asking. Yeah, now everyone is safe, which is which is the most important part. Uh, but it's been a, hor- a horrific week for my hometown, uh, mm-hmm. starting with the shooting at the borderline, which is a place that my daughter and uh, people that I know we frequent that place. And uh, you, you couldn't have thought it was going to get worse. And then the next day. Uh, uh, the fires just pretty much just ran rapid and just it, it wiped out a lot of houses, not just my own, but uh, a lot of people have been affected. So it's been a it's been a really rough week for for all of us. And, and look, and I I want everybody to know I'm doing fine. Family's doing great. And the only message that I I, I would send out to everybody is pray for those who have lost their family members and who really need some love and support right now. And, and I appreciate the concern. You know, people are that Venmo thing. I, I didn't know it really existed until everybody wanted to help out. Uh, and everybody's been great. Uh, but let's not forget about the people who have lost their lives in, the, in this whole ordeal. And let's keep praying for them. Uh, truly wise words. So we are talking with Eric Winalda. Eric, roughly, I mean, you don't have to get too specific, but where was your house located? So we were on the, uh, if, if you're familiar with Thousand Oaks, and I'm mm-hmm. sure some of your listeners are, if you're on Hillcrest and you're, Heading from Westlake Boulevard on your way towards Moore Park Boulevard, uh, Kalina uh, Middle School is in the middle there. Uh, we lived on the hill. We lived, uh, if you just made a right on Canal School Road, it was up up the hill. And we were always very proud of that, uh, that spot because it was somewhat isolated. We knew that, that you know, if, in, a, in the case of a wildfire, that we might be uh, uh, in a bad spot. And uh, we were the first one to get hit when the fire came over the hill. So, um you know, and, and there was some, some other people, when the fire actually jumped Hillcrest, which is something I never would have thought would have happened, mm-hmm. and some other homes on the other side were, were affected. But, um, yeah, we were up we were up on the hill. If you were driving down the 101 and you got past the center, you could look to the left, and you used to be able to see my house. It looked like, uh, with the two big chimneys, it looked like a, a cat just sitting mm-hmm. there. But uh, it, was in a, it was in a spot that there's nothing they could do. Um, the fire was coming down the hill. The winds were gusting around 50 and 60 miles an hour. We were very fortunate to get out. My wife got out uh, with the kids in the big Yukon and just packed it what we could around 1.30. Very fortunate to, to hear the alerts, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I stuck around hanging on to Hope, um, uh, but about three, uh, 2.45 in the morning, uh, I got out of there with some, some of my belongings and everything, and, and uh, the, the house was gone at 4 a.m. Well, as you said, most importantly, you were able to get out physically. Were there some things that you were able to to save, like some family heirlooms, things like that, you know, things that meant something to you guys? Well, my wife was smart. She, you know, she made sure that we got the passports and the birth certificates and, yeah. uh, and some important documents. Um, clothes, really. You know, I, I look back now and I, and I think to myself, man, why didn't I do that? I lost over 180 uh, soccer jerseys, which is, you know, terrible. Uh, it, but, you know, again, you have to count your blessings here. It's, it's you're fortunate to get out. I actually had packed them 
up in the, in the moments before I vacated the house, and I ended up taking some baseball stuff, just happened to be sitting there uh, with a, a decanter and some crystal and a, and a bottle of tequila, believe it or not. I took that, but I didn't get my... my uh, I didn't get my stuff out. When I walked out to the car, I put a small box in there, and it was just too much to bear. There was too much, the smoke and everything, and the cops had arrived on the scene and, and were basically demanded that I vacate and, or evacuate, and I didn't get to go back up the stairs and get those jerseys. They were just, they were just sitting at the top of the stairs, and uh, I never went back to them. But, you know, I, I, I did get some stuff out, and... Uh, you know, all that all that stuff can be replaced. You know, I, again, I can't stress enough that how much my heart bleeds for the people who, who lost lives in this deal and uh, and, and maybe weren't uh, that well insured. Uh, we are insured. It, we'll be able to rebuild. Uh, some people don't have that option, and I, I just I really feel for them. Yeah, that well, that is fantastic news for you. We are talking with American soccer legend Eric Winalda here on Soccer Weekly. His family happened to lose their home in the Woolsey Fire. As he said, most importantly, his family got out, thank God. And uh, and Eric, I do want to ask you about the jerseys because I, I was reading something in the New York Post. They did a great little story on you for that and kind of just very poignant. And I really, uh, it touched me. But, you know, you mentioned the jerseys, and of course, as you said, not the most important thing, but did it, losing those does it make you think more about the memories of your playing days now and trying to re trying to remember some of the things and where you got those jerseys from? Does anything stick right. out with you? Yeah, no one's going to believe me, right? No one's going <laughs> to believe I had a Roberto Carlos or you know several Pelés or Batistuta. Um, yeah, Lothar Mateus. You know, these are jerseys that I, I cherish. You know, uh, I had all the jerseys from the World Cup. The shirt that I scored the goal in in the World Cup, which which uh, I lost, um, and it's 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 rough, you know, it, it, because you 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 do have all you have is your memories. Now you yeah. can't, you know, I can't pull something out of a box or look at something on a wall and say, you know, that actually happened. You have to rely on your memory, which is sad. But because um, I would have loved to pass that stuff on to my kids, but uh, the reality is, you know, uh, it's gone, and, and I gotta I gotta deal with the emotional side of that but again you know belongings are belongings and 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 i can't just know how lucky we are to get out of that home mm-hmm. there's some people that lost their lives on that hill and that, that it's terrifying that if we wouldn't have woke up to that alarm uh, uh we wouldn't be here today so we we consider ourselves very fortunate yeah, amen, and uh, that is good to hear. We are talking with Eric Winalda. I mean, this is really a terrible segue in a sense, but I do want to chat a little football with you, Eric, because you do have a great opportunity coming up, and you're already right. kind of digging your teeth into it, probably as much to just kind of move on as quickly as possible while still you know, going through all this, but you are going to be the manager of Las Vegas Lights, a USL team. They uh, certainly uh, had a splash last season in their first season, and now they make even a bigger splash by bringing you in as the manager uh, congratulations on the gig. How did that come about? How do you know, I know Las Vegas did a great job really trying to get the word out in their first season. How did they, did they approach you at the end of that campaign? Was that something that you were intrigued about? Yeah, it's funny how that, it all came about. Uh, you know, Brett, uh, Lashbrook was, is, is our owner operator. Mm-hmm. He, um, I don't think I was on his original list 
And uh, my agent, Richard Moskin, uh, may have mentioned that to him, <laughs> that I lived here uh, previously uh, during my playing days. And, you know, it was it was like, all right, I'll take the lunch or I'll take the interview kind of thing. And, and the more that we kept talking, I think we... I think he came to the to the realization that I wasn't the person that, I, that maybe he had been told that I was. Uh, I do have a, a several reputations, it seems, uh, and and we just connected. And I'm very honest in, in, about certain things, and especially the game. And and I think that there's a lot of people out there who who sell themselves really well uh, when it comes to, to pursuing a, a job like this. And I just think Brett and I, as as people, first and foremost, connected. And um, and we just started talking about what was necessary for him to improve uh, the team, and I started to get excited about it because because of my connection to the town, and uh, I, I I've done this before in Atlanta where we were built a team on a very low budget, but they were still able to win the win the league, and um, I think that that experience is going to you know, help me now that I, I know. Uh, how to I know the level and I know how to how to be successful at this level, so hopefully. We'll get the players we need and, and uh, start moving in the right direction. I think the closer was, though, as I told him, I spoke Spanish. And, and yeah. that was it. That was, he was it because there's a huge Latino you know, Hispanic community out here. And uh, in most of my interviews in Spanish these days, I wish there was more Germans out here, but there's not. But that, that was <laughs> How many languages do you speak? Well, I speak German, Spanish, and English. So, oh, okay. uh, and, uh, and all the swear words in Dutch, but that, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, that might get still, you through it, as a coach, but maybe yeah, not regular life, I guess. But well, yeah, no, no it's I, it's I funny it, you mentioned that because it helps me immensely, yeah. immensely <laughs> to communicate with my players. So uh, you know, Spanish is important, and, and um, especially connecting with the community as well. So all that stuff's going great so far. So we're we're looking forward to the season. Yeah, because you speaking Spanish certainly. What you are known for, one of the many things you're known for, and we're talking with legend Eric Winalda here on Soccer Weekly, is you have an eye for talent. That's the bottom line, and you do know where to find it and how to find it and how to discover it, quote-unquote. Why is that, Eric? Well, I mean, I'm going I'm to just give you the honest answer, um, and, and this is going to sound somewhat arrogant, and I apologize for that, but a lot of these guys don't know what they're looking at, hmm. and they, they evaluate talent. They call themselves a scout. They're not willing to do the real work um, on, on some levels, but, I mean, there's not a lot of guys who have played in the Bundesliga in three World Cups. So you, you know what real talent looks like when you see it, when you're playing up against it. I didn't watch this on TV. I was standing right next to these people. I know where Mario looks like live. I mean, it, it's, 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 it helps because when you, you're able to see certain qualities in players, you need, to, you need to let them expound on that. So some of these kids don't know how good they are. And they've never been given a shot because I'll go to games where there might be a guy with a beer belly and a, and, a, and a ponytail playing right back, but there's a 16-, 17-year-old kid in the middle of the park who can play. And then people will unfortunately look at the game and say the worst player on the field defines the level. And that's not the way you do this. Mm-hmm. If you're really looking for talent and you really know what you're looking at, you'll recognize it immediately. And give those kids or give those players the opportunity to jump into a real environment where they can progress. Now, it doesn't happen in this country a lot, um, but, I mean, I just signed two kids that, you know, they cried on my shoulder when I told them that they were they were going to be a professional, uh, but they've never played professional soccer before. But they're going to, and mm-hmm. people are going to say, where the hell did you find them? And I'm going to say, in your backyard. So <laughs> it's, it's, we'll start that conversation when we get there, but uh, I love this. 
I love the fact that I was so blessed to have the knowledge or the experiences that I've had because it's helping me now when I go find the next wave of players who have, have been overlooked. Yeah, that's fantastic. We look forward to I really look forward to seeing what the lights do under Eric Winalda. He is the new manager of Las Vegas Lights. And Eric, always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Most importantly, best of luck to you and your family. Thank God they're all safe as you guys rebuild and as you take on the task now of building Las Vegas Lights on a much uh, less important level. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time, Eric. All the best to you, man. I appreciate you, and thanks for having me on. And come see me on March 9th. Will do. The great Eric Winalda. The invitation. I I will take you up on that. I love Vegas too, brother. I mean, you know, we'll we'll go do something. You know, we'll play a little poker afterwards or something. But I really (laughs) appreciate you, and uh, best of luck with everything, Eric. Thank you, Dave. Eric Winalda, the new manager of Las Vegas Lights, he had mentioned how he had uh, his family will now rebuild after the Woolsey fire, and thank God his family got out safe, and we're really happy about that, and happy they was able to join us here.